welcome to another exciting podcast from Living Faith Church. It's our hope and prayer that today's message will bring you closer and deeper to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is our lead pastor, Pastor Dean Hackett. The children of Israel were in slavery in Egypt for 400 years. Now that's a little hard for us to kind of grab a hold of since our nation isn't even 300 years old yet, but, uh, uh, but 400 years, they were, they were in slavery to Egypt, suffering horrible affliction and bondage during that time. God sent Moses. He handpicked Moses to deliver the children of Israel out of that slavery, not through human means, not through having a mighty army, but through miracle working power of Almighty God, through 10 sets of miracles that Almighty God did, he set the children of Israel free from slavery. He not only set them free, but they actually plundered what was at that time the world empire, plundered them. They left very, very wealthy And then they went on their way to the land of promise that God had promised to the children of Israel, to the descendants of Abraham, Esau, and Jacob. However, they spent 40 years in the desert because of rebellion, stubbornness, disobedience, hard-heartedness, rebellion. In other words, they were just like you and me. And because of that, they spent 40 years wandering around in the desert when they could have gone directly to the land of promise. But instead, they wandered around living in tents, in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, I'm not going to ask how many of you have been wandering around in the wilderness for a while. But boy, we can identify with that. Amen? Amen. But Joshua chapter 1, they are on the border of the promised land. Moses, God has taken him to the top of Mount Nebo and loved him to death. And Lucifer fought Michael, the archangel, over the body of Moses. God won. How do we know that? Because in the New Testament, Moses visits Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. But Joshua is there. Joshua is their new leader. Joshua the son of Nun, or Nun, however you want to pronounce it. He was one of the 12 spies that was selected to go in and search out the land and come back and give Moses a report about the land. He and Caleb were the only two out of 12 that brought back a positive report. All the others are going, oh, we can't do this. There are giants in the land. There's no way. 
Joshua and Caleb went, are you kidding me? Yeah, there's giants in the land, but our God's bigger than the giants. Right? Kind of like what Larry used to sing. Our God is bigger than the boogeyman. <laughs> if you never watch VeggieTales, you don't know that song. <laughs> they brought back a report, yes, we can. Let's go take the land. They didn't. They spent those years in the wilderness. Now that generation is gone. Their children and grandchildren are now living. And Joshua is the new leader. The same Joshua that went with, Jesus, uh, with uh, Moses to the top of Mount Transfiguration. His own Mount of Transfiguration. Went to the top of Mount Sinai. And they walked right into the glory, the presence of Almighty God, the glory of Almighty God. And they spent time there in the very glory of Almighty God. Joshua went with him. None of the other elders were allowed to go, but Joshua went. It was Joshua that would go with Moses to the tent of meeting when the glory of God would come down and God would talk with Moses face to face. At the end of the conversation, Moses would come out to give leadership to the children of Israel. Joshua would stay in the tent of meeting and have his own time face to face with Almighty God. It's that Joshua that now is leader over all the nation of Israel. And as he is about to lead them into the land of promise, to all the blessings that God had promised to Abraham Esau and Jacob, all the blessings that God had promised to the children of Israel. Joshua's about to lead them there. And I would like you to read with me what God said to Joshua that day, because it is important to you and I for what God wants to do in your life. Read with me, if you would, please. Everyone together. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? 
Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Come on, give God a praise. Everything that God said to Joshua that day, those principles and precepts that God gave to him that day are the same principles and precepts that will bring breakthrough in your life and take you into living the blessed life that God has promised you. So we're going to look at them. We're going to look at them. Today we're laying the foundation for stepping into a life of breakthrough and living the blessed life that God has intended for you in your life. That's his plan. Let's look at them. But the first thing we have to do is let's look at what, what were the promises that God gave to Joshua that day? What were the promises? Well, the first thing he said is, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I've given you, as I said to Moses. Everywhere you walk, everywhere you go, I'm going to give you that land. Now, when you read the dimensions of the land of Israel, and you think of what the children of Israel are today, it's kind of staggering. Because God promised them, kind of, if you can kind of see it in the map in your mind, from the west, the shores of the Mediterranean Sea, all the way from the Negev, or what would be the edge of Sinai, all the way north to the southern border of Lebanon, that sea coast. That takes in all of the Gaza Strip, by the way. That area, now, go east with me. The northern border is going to go right along the southern border of Lebanon, right across Syria. The southern border is going to go right across from Sinai Desert, right across the, the, the uh, port of Elat, and right on across through Jordan. So that, that, that north border, that southern border, take it all the way east, all the way to the Euphrates River. That takes in Jordan. That takes in the northern part of Saudi Arabia. Wow. That takes in Iraq. That goes all the way. God said, that's yours. I've promised that to you. Now here's the curious thing. <clears throat> At the end of World War I, when the Treaty of Versailles was signed, all of the nations that signed the treaty, including, including the king of Saudi Arabia, signed that Israel would have a homeland again. They would restore the homeland to the Jewish people. Guess what the borders of that land promised to them was? This is also called the Balfour Agreement because the British ambassador, Balfour, actually a strong believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, actually wrote that part of the treaty. It was exactly the dimensions I just gave to you. That was the land in the Treaty of Versailles that was given to Israel for the Jewish people to go back to. <laughs> it's kind of shrunk down, hasn't it? 
especially when you take in all of what's called the West Bank. And the reason that it was all chopped up was for political reasons. But make no mistake, God doesn't go by politics. God goes by covenant. And this is the covenant. We read the covenant Almighty God made with Abram, and he passed it down to Esau, he passed it down to Jacob, and now he passed it down to the children of Israel that are going into the land of promise. And Almighty God said, it is a covenant forever. So make no mistake about it, that will be the land of Israel. That's God's promise. Come on, give God a praise for his covenant. Amen? Come on. Amen. But look what he said. Joshua, everywhere you go, wherever your feet tread, I'm going to give that to you. And God is saying to you and I, wherever you walk, wherever you go, I want you to know my blessings are going to be on you. Here's the second thing he said to them. He said, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Listen, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Wow. Now I got a question. If God were to say to you, look, I want you to know, child, just as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. What would that raise up in your heart and mind? Think about how he was with Moses. The miracles? The Red Sea couldn't even drown him? When they needed water, God gave them water supernaturally. When they needed food, God supernaturally gave them food. Here's what I love. For 40 years, their clothes didn't wear out. That would drive the clothing industry crazy. Their shoes didn't wear out. Come on. God promised them sickness won't come. All that sickness and disease that was in Egypt, not going to come on you. Not going to come on you. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. If God said that to you, man, what would that mean? Well, when you jump over to the New Testament, Almighty God says this, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Would you say that with me? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to say that again. I want you to hear Jesus saying it to you because those words are to you and to me in the New Testament. Ready? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Just as he said that to Joshua, he has said that to you. You can claim that promise. That's yours, child of God. That's yours. Man. Hallelujah. But what were the commands? He gave him promises, but what were the commands? Well, here, here was the first command. He said, arise. Go over to the land which I'm giving you. Some of you, spiritually, you need to get off the couch and you need to get into the kingdom of Almighty God living. 
You're just taking it way too passive. You, you, you live the kingdom of God when it's convenient and when you feel like it. And the enemy makes sure that only happens about once every other week. God says, come on, rise up. Live like a kid of the kingdom. Live like I've redeemed you. Live like I've delivered you out of slavery and I've brought you into the land of promise. Come on, child, rise up and take possession of the land that I've promised you. See, some of you, you, you're you're going, oh, I wish God would, I wish God. God already has. Well, I wish God would, God already has. Well, I wish God would do something. He already has. Everything you need for the kingdom of God. Listen to what he said in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. He said that God has given us all things by his power. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the glory of him who has called us to glory and virtue. God has already given it to you, child of God. you just got to rise up and go into the land of promise. You're still living in the desert. Come on, get out of the desert. Get into the land of promise. Rise up and go there. Here's the next thing, commandment he said. All he said, rise up. Turn your neighbor and say, this is really good. I'm getting promised today. Here's the next thing he commanded. This is a command. Be strong and of good courage. He didn't say, well, now, child, when you're feeling really good, come on, be strong, be courageous. Come on, be strong and of good courage. Come on, be strong and of good courage. In other words, stop letting the devil and demons beat you up. Come on. Does anyone here remember what Jesus said when he said, and I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over some of the power of the enemy. Excuse me? You got it, didn't you? So let's all say it together. Okay, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Listen, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Come on. Be strong and of good courage. Rise up, take the land, be strong, be of good courage. And here's, here's the next one. Ooh. <clears throat> we we, we got to go to a passage of Scripture here. I, Holy Spirit, drop this into my heart for you. I don't have it on the big screen, so I don't have it on the big sky Bible. I'm going to have to read it to you out of my little Bible, but it's in your Bible too. If you want to go there, if you've got your scriptures with you, Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 31.
Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 31. Share with your neighbor that doesn't have theirs with them, okay? Here we go. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? We got to pause there just a second. Come on, if God's for us, who can be against us? Amen? Wow. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Stop that condemnation, that constantly bringing up your old junk, your old failures, the old sin that you lived in, the old shame, the old regret keeps bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up. That is the devil and that is darkness. Almighty God says, listen, through my son Jesus Christ, I have justified you. As far as I'm concerned, you're just as if you've never sinned. My covenant with you is your sin and iniquity. I will remember no more. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, rise up, go into the land of promise. I'll keep going. Here we go. <laughs> Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? How many have days when you go, oh, God, I just don't feel you. Where are you? Oh, God. Oh, God. And you, and you feel like God's left you. Or you've been stupid and you've done something you know you shouldn't do. Come on, we all get there, right? Yeah. Said something you regret that you said. You gave somebody a piece of your mind you could ill afford to give away. <laughs> Come on. We've all been there. And we can't feel God, and we think God left us. I got a promise to you. Who shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus? Listen to what he said, because he answers his own question. Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Anybody feel like that? Ever had days like that? Okay, listen, don't stop there. I can't people say, well, I, you know, I just, oh, stop, stop, keep going. Keep going. There are times, as Pastor Aaron said two weeks ago, you need to just shut your mouth and start saying the Word of God. Here's what the Word of God says. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. In other words, nothing. When you don't feel God, it's because your feeler is messed up. God didn't move. God didn't move. Holy Spirit doesn't come in, go out, come in, go out, come in, go out. Holy Spirit comes to reside in you. The Lord Jesus Christ lives in you. And his promise is, wherever you go, I'm going. Because I will never leave you nor forsake you. Come on, give God a praise. Yeah. Woohoo! 
Projectionist, I'm sorry, none of this is in my notes. <laughs> For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's God's promise to you. Amen. That's God's promise to you. It sounds just like what he said to Joshua, doesn't it? Just the same. It's promised to us. So how does this work? Well, God told Joshua exactly how to make this work. He told him to do two things. He said, first of all, you do not let the word of God depart from you. You don't let the word of God depart from you. And you obey me. There's the tough part. Because God wants us to obey him in everything. But here's his promise. That when you're in the midst of a trial, you're in the midst of an adversity, you're in the midst of an attack, you're in the midst of, of persecution, you're in the midst of sickness and disease, you're in the midst of stuff. When, when life has thrown a curve at you, and dear ones, because we live in a fallen world, God never promised us that we would not experience curves. He never promised that we would not experience deep waters. He never promised us that we would not experience fire. But what he did say is when you go through the fire, you won't be burned. And when you go through a flood, you won't drown. When you go through adversity, it will not over-defeat over you. How come? Because wherever you go, wherever your feet walks, I'm walking with you. And I am going to make sure you are always victorious. You will always be more than a conqueror. But the way you live in that is you have to obey God even in this. Amen? Amen? Wow. Okay. So we got to obey him. We got to obey God. Even in this. Even in this. You missed a real good place to say amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Psalm 1, 1 to 3. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in it doth he meditate day and night. That man should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in its season, and his leaf doth not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Sounds just like what God said to Joshua, doesn't it? Joshua, don't let this word depart from your mouth. Give yourself wholly unto it. Meditate on it day and night, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Here's three things you got to do. Number one is you've, you've, you've got to be willing to purge your mind and your emotions from humanism, 
rationalism, and progressivism. You have grown up in a culture given to humanism, rationalism, pragmatism, and progressivism. And you have to be willing to purge your heart and mind of all of that stuff because all of that stuff is completely contrary to Almighty God and His Holy Word. And you have to be willing to obey God's Word no matter what it costs you. Why? Why? Because if you you don't purge yourself of that stuff, all of that stuff is going to argue over God's Word. Blessed is the man that doesn't walk in that stuff. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. You have to fall in love with God's Word. You have to find great pleasure and delight in the Word of Almighty God. So many of God's kids, they have a Bible, but it just sits on the shelf. It's just gathering dust. Do you know by actual survey across the nation, 75% of those who say they go to church regularly never read the Bible from Sunday to Sunday. The only word of God they get is what the pastor gives to them. And if their pastor just gives them a little snippet of the word of God on Sunday, that's all they're getting is a little snippet of the word of God on Sunday. And so they stand there with this little teeny tiny sword trying to fight the enemy, and the enemy's laughing at them. When Almighty God says to you, listen, I have given you a sword that will absolutely defeat the enemy every single time. But listen, you've got to let my word be in your heart and do not let it depart. Don't let it go off your mouth. That's why he said, let it be in your mind and let it be in your mouth. Joshua, let it be in your mind and let it be in your mouth. In other words, you need to stop saying what the talking heads are saying on conservative radio, and you need to start speaking the Word of God. Because some of you know more what they say than you know what the Word of God says. I find very few Christians today that really know what God's Word says about what's going on in the world right now. And dear ones, what Almighty God wants you and I to understand is we have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. We have been conveyed into the kingdom of God's dear Son. And He wants you and I to be living the kingdom of God. That's our promised land. The kingdom of God is our promised land. Because that is a kingdom that will never fail. That is a kingdom that never has recession or depression. That is a kingdom that will never be conquered. That is a kingdom of life. Amen. Amen. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in it doth he meditate day and night. So not only do we need to make sure that we obey the word of God, but we need to make sure that we have put the word of God in our our conscious mind. Memorize the word of God. And don't just memorize a little sentence here and a little sentence there and a little sentence here and a little sentence there. Because I have found Christians that do that, they memorize a little here, a little there, a little here, and they tend to believe in longhorn Christianity. You know what longhorn Christianity is? That is, they got a point here and a point here and a lot of bull in between. (laughs) 
and the enemy butchers bull. What you want to do is you want to, you want to memorize large blocks of Scripture or blocks of Scripture. For some of you, you've been there long enough. You need to start memorizing large blocks of Scripture. Come on. You've been doing this long enough. You should be memorizing chapters by now. Some of you, you need to memorize large segments. Why? Because when you memorize large segments, you get it in its context. And as you meditate on the context, it really begins purging. You see, through, through, medi- through memorization, you're putting the Word of God here so it can come out here. You put the Word of God here so it can come out here. Come on. Amen? But watch this. But when you meditate on the Word of God, when you put yourself to sleep at night meditating on the Word of God. So you go to sleep just thinking on that that you've been memorizing, and maybe you kind of just run it through your mind, emphasizing different words, and you go to sleep meditating on the Word of God. Here's what happens. That puts the Word of God in your subconscious mind. See, you have both a conscious mind and a subconscious mind, and you want to get it from the conscious mind into the subconscious mind. That's what meditation does. And as you meditate on the Word and you put it into your subconscious, it starts purging your subconscious. It starts breaking down all of that stuff that brings shame and condemnation and guilt and regret and all of that junk that's deep down inside the subconscious. It starts cleansing and purging that, and now you're free from the outside in and the inside out come on meditate on it day and night oh how I love thy law it it is my meditation day and night it makes me wiser than my enemies Psalm 119 oh yeah hallelujah come on put the word of God in there Meditate on it day and night. See, Almighty God says to you and I, when you will give yourself wholly unto it, when you will give yourself wholly unto it, when you will give yourself wholly unto it, then you are going to make your way prosperous and you're going to have good success. What he said in James chapter 1. He said, putting away all filthiness and overflow of evil. The old King James used to say, an overflow of naughtiness. The superfluity of naughtiness. That's an interesting word, isn't it? The old King James. Overflow. How? By engrafting the word of God. By engrafting the word of God. You put away that. But then he also said, blessed is the one who gives himself to the word of God and obeys it. That man will live a blessed life. James chapter 1 verses 21 to 25 And you need to memorize that and put that into your heart because that will bring you the blessed life. When you give yourself, when you give yourself to this and you give yourself to it consistently, you will begin seeing breakthrough and you'll begin living the blessed life. That's God's promise. Dear ones, 
I have about six more scriptures in my notes to give you today. But if you will chew on what I've given you, you'll go home and have steak for dinner. And if you'll chew on it throughout the week, I'm telling you, this will start breakthrough in your life. We are so blessed that you join us online today. For more resources on how you can grow your relationship with Jesus Christ, visit us online at www.winacity.com. If you would like to speak with someone about your relationship with Jesus Christ or would like prayer, you can contact us at 541-567-4486 or email us at info at winacity.com.